Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm joined by my fellow degenerates, Joe, Mikey, yeah. and Dean. Gentlemen, how are we hey doing now. today for the first episode? Mikey has the face for podcasts. Oh. I wrote that joke four weeks ago, <laughs> and I was very excited yeah. to unveil it. I was I'm trying to be better looking than you, though. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was um, on the podcast. (laughs) I was actually thinking of an intro, and I was going to say um, I wanted to say radio voice with movie star looks, but I accidentally mixed them up. I was like movie star voice with radio looks. He's got those radio looks. I'm a creature, but I talk loud. (laughs) I think I have the voice for podcasts as well. Uh, I think uh, Bruce Buffer's getting old. I think they need a new. Let's get. Where would you apply? I think I'm just going to contact Bruce. Indeed. Just straight up. It. Hey, yeah. Bruce, just checking in. Just, uh, just <laughs> circling back around. Just following do you up. Think Bruce, uh, do you think, are uh, you retiring soon? Please advise. Do you think yeah. he's still alive? Bruce Buffer? Bruce? I know for a fact he yeah. is. <laughs> <There's Yeah>. a- <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to be running through the AFC East for this first episode. Again, we want to bring you guys some preseason <clears throat> win total picks backed by hours of research. No emotional agenda at all. Of course, um, you know, we're going to, again, it's going to depend on where you get your uh, information from. We use my bookie. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So the AFC East, we're going to start with the Dolphins. Now, of course, lines may differ. Win total is seven over, <laughs> see some laughing on the, across the table, over is minus 115, under is minus 115, plus 800 to win the division. They were 6-10 and 10 last year. Let's start with Mikey. Mikey, what do we think? Hmm, yeah, they're a very uh, interesting team. Uh, last year went uh, what was it, six and ten with Jay Cutler at the helm. So you think a six win team with Jay Cutler is uh, maybe a nine win team? Otherwise, we'll go through right. the schedule later. We'll uh, figure that out. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is not exactly the the perfect quarterback by any means, but uh, some of the additions that they got, they got uh, Frank Gore, who seemingly will never die. I don't think he ages at all, right? Uh, so he's going to be a good, uh, not just a good, a good back for them, um, but also he's a good mentor for young guys like Kenyon Drake. But a pretty good second half after the uh, Ajayi deal last year. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad you brought up the um, the, the talent that they gain, not just in the actual positions, but the mentors, because Josh Sitton helps out the young line, Frank Gore, Drake, like you said, the young running back, and Robert Quinn as well gets to mentor some of the young guys. So I like they lost some of the, you know, they they lost talent. They brought in, I, I don't know if they matched the talent when they brought it in, but when they lost the talent, they brought in good leadership guys, especially now with a real quarterback, a quarterback who actually cares, not like Smoke and Jay. Um, I think that's obviously an upgrade. Um, you know, I really feel that, that that gives them quite the advantage despite losing, you know, like a, a pro bowler like, like Sue, for example. Yeah, and to echo uh, your point, Joe, I was going to say with uh, Robert Quinn and also Cameron Wake on either side, that's actually a pretty good defense, a pretty good pass rush. And honestly, if you have edge edge rushers along with a little bit of a secondary, at least people that claim to play secondary in the NFL, yeah. that, that could be a pretty good uh, combination for playing defense. Mm-hmm. We saw that with the Jags last year. Absolutely. And having yeah. those two shutdown corners with pressure up the middle, even blitz packages, Depending on how you want to call your defense, it's actually pretty key to get pressure on the quarterback. Get the lead uh, early. From what we've seen uh, of the great quarterbacks, I mean, we're kind of spoiled in our generation seeing the Peyton Mannings, Ben Roethlisberger's, Eli Manning, mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. I named all the elite quarterbacks of our last couple <laughs> generations. You're missing one there. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Vikings fan over here uh, <laughs> forgot one. So um, the, the age-old the age old uh, way to stop a great quarterback is the blitz. And to expand on that, for the guys like Brady and the, the other guys that are just so cerebral and great at picking up our defenses, that is pressure up the middle. So Cameron Wakes, 
the Robert Quinns, that's all good and fine. But losing Sue, I think, is a big hole in their defense. So a way to expose the Dolphins would be to run right between the guard and the center. It's actually a pretty good way. I could see them losing a lot of their games. We'll go through their, their win totals. Also, you guys heavily mentioned it's an upgrade over Jay Cutler. If you look at the stats, Jay Cutler wasn't that bad last year, and I don't necessarily know that Ryan Tannehill is that much of an upgrade. Mm. I don't think he's very good. Um, he is currently wearing a knee brace that says Tannehill 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> may, may I remind you and the audience that he was a wide receiver in college. He yeah. is a fraud quarterback, and I actually don't think that's much of an upgrade. They keep saying he's going to get better, he's going to get better. So what, sixth year of playing quarterback? He's mm-hmm. what he is now. but Put up or shut up, you know? He's, yeah, stat-wise, um, like I kind of agree with you there. But I don't think it's about – I think if you take away the stat line, just more leadership in the locker room. All right, like, Dolphins this year might be what they are. But, you know, you look at Mike, – as Mikey's phone's going off, very unprofessional. <laughs> Dolphins, I they, they sorry might – sorry about that. What do you need? Must be a girl. Must, must be a girl. <laughs> too, many, too many ladies text me. <laughs> must be a girl. But I think, I think we, we've hit that point mm-hmm. pretty good. Where Dolphins' future may be bright if they get some kind of some elite quarterback. Yeah, and to that point, Adam Gase, actually, um, if we think back to the last two years since Gase took over, the knee-jerk reaction from any NFL fan uh, average on the street, we could be like, hey, are the Dolphins good? Uh, everyone with a brain is going to say no. They were actually 16-16 and 16 since Adam Gase took over, which actually isn't that bad. Losing, to, your, yeah, losing your quarterback, too. Considering, right? yeah, last year was a throwaway because of Tannehill, and then mm-hmm. also the fact that they haven't been super talented on right. either side of the ball. So going 500 with a subpar like talent team is actually pretty impressive. So just to, just to kind of you know intervene there because you said like, lack of talent. Do you think what they did in the draft was enough to maybe move the needle to maybe say hey maybe the offense kind of added some players here for you know for them to kind of maybe get an additional win or you know, whatever. What are your thoughts on their impact? One thing uh, that I think. Draft? One thing that I think um, not necessarily the draft, just the offseason in general. Um, I think when they got uh, Danny Amendola. From the uh, mm-hmm. from the Patriots, um, he's kind of like a Jarvis Landry, except I mean, not he doesn't have the no star. off the field issues. So that kind of brings yeah, your yeah, point yeah. full circle. So he uh, he's you know the same kind of guy. He'll get you know your seven receptions for fifty yards, right? But just, if you need a quick out, he's got the short hands, just exactly like Landry is. Yeah, and touching on the draft, um, they, they picked eleventh. They picked Micah Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. NFL ready corner. Okay. Old New Jersey as well. Yes, hey. absolutely. Right, right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> they also got a tight end too, which will. Um, yeah. They always say mm, that second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always say that a, a good safety pacifier for a quarterback is a good tight end. So that's why the Ravens continuously to draft first round tight ends just to help out <laughs> Joe Flacco because he is lost out there. But I, I digress. But having Tannehill as a nice little checkdown, uh, he's a scrambler because, like I like I had mentioned, he was a wide receiver at Texas A and M. Having him as a scrambler and you could just dump off to a, a good big-bodied tight end, right. you get positive yards on each play. That's yeah. that's honestly a big improvement over their offense last year where Smoke and Jay was kind of running for his life. Also, um, really quick, we've mentioned Josh Sitton a couple times. Former Packer, I don't personally <laughs> think he's very good. And I will say, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll take the bias out really quick. Um, from an offensive line standpoint, you know, he's had leg, lower body injuries. And for a guard that needs the pull, and depending on what kind of scheme that Adam Gase is trying to mm-hmm. run, if they have a pulling heavy 
offensive line, that won't necessarily help Sitton. But I will say, following the template of what year is that? 2008, the Vikings with Chester Taylor, uh, Brian McKinney, Steve Hutchinson just running to the same side every single play. You're going to hear this in future episodes as well because I'm a big Giants fan this year. (laughs) Um, I'm totally fine with loading up one side of an offensive line just running that every single play. So I will say that Kenyon Drake could definitely do some damage behind a big body like Tunsil and Sitton. I uh, I actually have that kind of playing a part in some of their games this season, which is one of the reasons why we break down the schedule. Because you can look at talent, um, but you'll see this again, you'll see this in future episodes. Wow, they got a 12-4 and talent, but man, look at their schedule there. Like, for example, the Texans have uh, I believe they have the hardest schedule I'm sorry, the easiest schedule this year. So that definitely plays a factor into things. So to kind of wrap it up before we go to schedule, it seems like it hurts because of the lack of star power. On the field might not be awesome, but the locker room and the growth is bright for the Dolphins. We can all kind of – so yeah, it seems like seven is a pretty decent line. I could definitely see that, and also it was a great point by Mikey that he brought up that um, getting rid of guys like a Jarvis Landry and Dominic yeah. who is a notorious um, person that causes problems <laughs> in the locker room, getting rid of people like that and uh, replacing them with like a Danny Amendola and whoever – Just real locker room guys. Exactly, and having some glue with Adam Gase, you're actually giving him the chance to run his team rather than be, have it being uh, mutinied by these people. All right, so – Let's before we go to the um, you know the predictions of you know all these different odds and things and things like that. Let's go uh, game by game and let's see where everyone thinks the Dolphins are going to get their wins, their losses, and ultimately see how everyone's going to stack up at the end. I'll start with Joe to kind of lead off the schedule for the Dolphins. Yeah, so the first four games they're at home against the Titans, home opener. Um, Titans are twenty three in pass yards. I think Tannehill is just going to be a little hungrier. I think they got new pieces, bright future. That says something for your mentality going into Week One. I know it's been a while since he's played. But I have them taking that and then losing the next three. Jets on the road, home against the Raiders, and losing on the road against the Pats. What about you guys? Mm, uh, well, you're wrong about the, uh, against the Titans. Okay. Right. Um, I'm a huge Titans guy this year. This year. So I got them, uh, the first four games, I got them losing against the Titans at home, uh, then beating the Jets in New York, actually in New Jersey. Do you have New them Jersey. splitting with the Jets, or do you have them um, I actually have the them sweeping the Jets and the Bills, I believe. I think I only we'll have the Pats but, uh, sweeping, but go Yeah, ahead. so I got uh, one and three in that stretch, home against the Raiders losing, and then... Uh, right, so one and three it seems. Yes. Yeah, it's so it's, it's one of those things I think we're all agreed that they're going to go one and three in the la- in the first four. Yeah. Um, I personally have them losing their, home, uh, their opener against Tennessee. I think that with, and we'll get more into this when we do the AFC South, but I think with Vrabel and uh, new offense coordinator, they're going to finally um, see what Mariota could bring. Mike Vrabel is apparently, from from what everyone's saying around the NFL, is that he is as tough as they come. He might be, uh, I don't want to give him Belichick status, but he is one of those like football guys like that. Yeah. So I definitely think the Titans are going to be, uh, I'm, I'm really high on them. I know Mikey is. Yeah, that's so good I actually ha- I have them going 1-3. and three. I have them actually uh, winning against Oakland at home. I just really think John mm. Gruden's going to be a mess this year. <laughs> I'll tell so you why. I love that guy, though, man. Let me tell you why. Yeah. We have John Gruden <laughs> in the studio. Fun fact, John Gruden has not coached a game since 2003. Well, 15 years. Oh, boy. I have some AFC West takes for that. I'll tell you that, Dino. You guys got to tune into that episode. Can't wait for that. <laughs> a, little, a little teaser yeah. there for you. Also, I think I married Patrick Mahomes. Right. <laughs> so, that was my husband. <laughs> All right, so next, along, next four games here. So, week five, we got on the road against the Bengals, and then at home against the Bears. I have them winning... Both of those games agreed. Um, kind of playing into what I said earlier about the run game. I feel um, that's just going to be possible weakness of the Bears, and I think that the Bengals, we'll talk about that next week, but 
don't really like them at all. So they're winning two games, and then they're losing at home against the Lions, losing on the road against the Texans. I think they could win against the Lions at home because of the horrible, porous run defense that the Lions have. So I'll talk about this a lot with teams. Certain teams have ranges. Could the Dolphins go 1-15? Absolutely not. But you could see them having five wins. You could see them having nine. Certain teams, are they're, they're, it's way more of a coin flip, and certain ones are just kind of sure things. I think that this range is more of a four-game range, five to nine, mm-hmm. as opposed to a lock-it-up Patriots are going to be. You know, this is just a random example because I don't even know. I haven't even checked the, the Pat stuff, but Pat's 11, period. Like, there's a very little range. So I think the Dolphins have a decent size range. I don't mean to ramble here. I'm very passionate about weeks <laughs> five <laughs> through eight of the Dolphins. Keep going. I have the same, except I have the, I have the Dolphins beating the Lions at home. The Lions are absolutely abysmal on the road. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, and they have been for... The better part of 30 years. Yeah, so, yeah. and that's kind of a uh, – we'll get into this when we do the NFC North, but that's kind of a trope for that division. Um, it seems yeah. that whenever any of those teams wear white, they just are a different team. Mm, yeah. I know, um, you know, Matt and I are, are Vikings fans, and they used to – the fans would petition for them to wear the purples on the road. <laughs> of course, the home team picks the jerseys, but yeah – um, and sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to step on you. No, you're good, man. But, yeah, so basically, uh, again, I have them going one and three in the next four. I actually have them losing to the Bears, so that will fit my future. Right, right. Or um, the the only win that I have in that is Cincinnati because, like you guys, um, like you'll hear in future podcasts, Marvin Lewis is going to die in office. Um, <laughs> it does not matter. I actually watched a game last year where the Bengals did not get off the bus to play in Minnesota. <laughs> also, the, people people forget they basically got shut out in back to back games. They got shut out, yeah. and then they were getting shut out in the yeah, fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, yeah. They brought on AJ McCarron. Yeah. They brought in AJ McCarron for a garbage touchdown. Pretty crazy offensive. They would have gotten shut out in, la- in the last two games. So I have them going um, one and three in the next four. So I got got them beating the Bengals, losing to the Bears at home. Actually, you know, I could that's a toss up. You could throw that right. out the window. I won't be too mad if you're like, wow, that's not going to happen. I got them. Lo- I, I got the Dol- the Lions winning because they are just a better team. They have talent, and the Dolphins do not. Uh, I got them, of course, losing to the Texans at home. Mm-hmm. And just one more, one more note on the Bengals Dolphins game. Remember, uh, I think it was two years ago when they played on Thursday night. Color rush. The Dolphins yes. are green and white and a little bit of orange, and they were wearing bright orange jerseys mm-hmm. in Cincinnati where they have orange oh, field. Man, I almost threw that. up during so I, I, garbage colors. I love football, <laughs> as obviously I love football, <laughs> and I considered turning off the game. I didn't. I, I you know. Big hero right here. I think I should get a Purple Heart. I just powered through my six-pack, and I... Not not abs, uh, Labatt Blue. And I just powered through the six-pack and uh, watched the game. So, All right. So that wraps up half the season. We'll go 9, 10, 11, 12. I got home against the Jets win. Uh, they're losing mm-hmm. on the road to the Packers. That's one of the ones that's also a toss-up because of the run D. Um, and then I got 11. week 11 is a bye. Week 12, beating the Colts on the road. What do you think, boys? I think... The, there's zero chance uh, that the Dolphins will ever win in Green Bay as long as Aaron Rodgers is alive. Mm. Um, mm. Especially going from Miami to Green Bay. And was that like week 10, 11-ish around there? Yes. So yeah. It'll be middle of November probably. It's mm. going to be like probably 20 degrees. 75 and sunny. <laughs> <laughs> that classic Green Pretty Bay Miami. weather. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just don't see that happening. I do have them beating the Jets at home and uh, the Colts in Indy because the Colts are just a sorry organization. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I actually have. Them, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I have them splitting with the. I actually have them splitting with the Jets. Um, I, I don't know if I want to switch the week two and the week. What is that? Nine. nine? Yeah, I'm the same yeah. Point. I mean, I can see them splitting with the Jets, but yeah, I definitely think that the Jets have a little bit of something which we'll we'll get to in a mm-hmm. minute. Um, of course, it, in Lambeau, uh, the Dolphins don't have a chance unless you know Brett Hundley somehow me- meanders his way onto the field again. <laughs> um, which, by the way, that nothing made my heart happier than seeing like Packers be a complete non-factor at home. By week 12, we're going to know what Andrew Luck is and what the Colts are. Yeah. But right now I'm giving that a loss. So to recap, I have them losing those three games. Okay, so last five. We have, uh, I only got one hot take here over the five. We got a, a win at home against the Bills. Got them splitting with the Bills. Losing at home against the Pats. Losing on the road against the Vikes, beating the Jags at home, losing to the Bills on the road in Week 16. Um, I think that they're beating the Jags. I have a, an upset special. It's a decent rivalry. I think the run game slows down the Jacksonville pass rush, and I think mm. that that'll kind of neutralize some of the coverage. Um, but the Jags gave up, like, over four yards a carry there. Yeah, and I, I, I really like that take, um, especially because and it's kind of really hard to project what's going to happen in Week, what would that be, 16? Mm-hmm. It's really hard because we don't know who's going to get hurt. So let's just say, like I like I laid out earlier, with um, Tunsil and Sitton on one side, let's just say they stay, they both stay healthy, and, and let's just say that um, someone on the Jags, one of their DMs goes down. That's a pretty clear-cut thing. You could get Kenyon Drake going on that, on no that doubt, side. No you doubt. have Frank Gore. I mean, we, we mentioned it off the top. Frank Gore is consistent above all he gets his four yards and then gets tackled and that's Mm -hmm. a great model you you'll score a touch on every drive you get four yards and get tackled yeah so i i do like that although i can't share your enthusiasm there i do have them beating the bills um i actually have them beating the bills once so so they're splitting with the bills i have uh and this is a great segue into the bills once uh mikey gives his takes but i got them beating the bills at home got them losing the patriots because come on they're not even in the same division they're not in the same league honestly um, I got them losing at home against the Vikings. Surprise, surprise. I actually got the Jaguars uh, handling them on the road, although I could, to- I could totally see that happening. Right. So let's just say the Jaguars have everything It's a decent narrative. Up. Although I have a lot of weird specials from the World Cup where I have the Jaguars like under six. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Hopefully the Jaguars go 2-14 and 14 this year. And then um, I actually have them losing to the Bills on the road. Week 17, that lake effect snow. That By then, Josh Allen will be in. Big hands. The Dolphins are playing rugby and the Bills are playing football. I think that's a that's a, a very mm. good take as well, Mikey. Quickly finishing us up here. On yeah, the Dolphins I game. think we're all in agreement. Uh, I have them actually beating the Bills twice, though. I think at that point the Bills are going to be in full on tank mode because they were kind of in half tank mode last year. That's and also a good point. Sure what they were yeah. going to do. Both they good were, handicaps. By, uh, good handicaps. by week seventeen, I think they'll just be done, and they just want the season to get over with. Um, so yeah, you know, I just I, I don't think the Bills are very good. Gotcha. Uh, also, one more one more point on the Dolphins before they wrap up. Um, I, I heard a little bit of rumblings about like who what coach will be on the hot seat, this and that. Adam Gase actually spent two million dollars on a house in mm-hmm. Miami. So he's not going he's, anywhere. <laughs> he's, ex- he's actually extending. He signed a five-year deal in 2016, so he's at least there until 2021. Mm-hmm. And more accurately, he's there with his family until 2047. Whether so. he has the job or not, he's <laughs> right? staying there. He's in Miami. So just a little fun fact, because uh, as we all know, owners do not like playing, paying two coaches at a time. Guys, final thoughts, odds, predictions on the Dolphins? Absolutely. Uh, seven is a tough line. I would wait on this line. I actually grabbed it at six and a half. I have them going six and ten. But with two toss-ups and the one underdog victory at home, if you're a home dog, um, you know, I like your odds sometimes. Um, but that's, you know, that's week 16, but still. I'm going to take the over. I already have action 
on six and a half over, despite having them going six and ten. I think that they can pull out a seven and nine. I don't think that that's too much to ask for. Yeah, and similar to that, I actually I'm a little bit more down on the Dolphins. I actually grabbed them at six, and I believe I was quoted by saying I would take them under one. <laughs> um, but I said that about a lot of teams, and obviously not everyone goes six zero oh, and sixteen. So I actually have them uh, three and thirteen, and four and twelve of them being a little bit generous. Um, to Joe's point, I wouldn't be surprised if they went like six and ten. The range a, a six is a push, so that's a win. That's a push on my ticket, so I'll get my money back. Yeah, yeah. Um, just another thing is that I feel like with their current talent, it's going to be all on Tannehill. And honestly, do we want to put it all on someone with two surgically repaired knees? So that's why I was thinking like the under is pretty much a lock. It's a great handicap right there. I actually have the Dolphins at 8-8 eight and eight, uh, because of their terrible division. How can you make money with such a stupid idea? <laughs> Alright, so that's a stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Idea. I have them three and thirteen. It's not that, eight, it's it's five not that wins. stupid idea. Nah, I don't. I don't think it's that stupid. They it's also not that play. St- it's they okay. Play we just wanted to use that. Yeah. All right, it's a good drop. Am I allowed to finish? Okay, next team. Uh, they <laughs> <laughs> always play the Patriots tough at home in Miami, and they play them uh, pretty late in uh, in the season, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. So it'll be warm in Miami. Patriots don't travel there well. Historically, so that's then you're talking about only three wins that they got to beat up on bad teams like the Bengals. All right, so let's move on to the Bills. Uh, you know, again, win total is going to be six. Over is plus one hundred. Under is minus one thirty. They're plus one thousand to win the division. They were nine and seven last year. Joe, start with you. All right, so they were nine and seven last year, like you said. If you erase the name Buffalo Bills, you erase everything. You just give me stats. Oh, I, I would say that. this team is. Not a playoff team. They are poo. They are horrible in all ways. And then all of a sudden, you tell me, "Wait, that's the Bills?" I mean, you got to see some of these, some of these horrendous. Sta- the turnover margin is a joke because Tyrod never turned the ball over. That's what got this horrible team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Really, with these stats, they should have been five and eleven, six and ten. And now without Tyrod, that's exactly what they're going to be. They were. They had a. They were seventh in the league in turnover differential last year. Yeah, um, and they were also in the top five, I believe, of healthiest teams. So they got very fortunate with no injuries. They got very fortunate with turnovers, which tend to correct themselves. Um, All of they those also can correct themselves. They yeah. also got fortunate with, and that turnover ratio was with that Peterman game, where he just looked mm-hmm. like he was on another planet out there. Um, also, the they, as I mentioned before, with the uh, Dolphins, they might not, they might be tanking still. Are they tanking? I no don't know. Because no you one know knows. they started Peterman that game, like all right, let's you know mail it in, and then they were getting, he was getting embarrassed on national TV. So they're like, oh, let's save this poor man and play yeah. Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> and it almost made a game of it. So uh, I think without Tyrod, I think they're going to struggle. Um, AJ McCarron, Peterman, and a rookie in Josh Allen. Um, oh, I got some Josh Allen. Definitely, fans. <laughs> definitely not the, the the quarterbacking crew that's going to lead you anywhere uh, past the division with the Patriots in it. Yeah, kind of similarly, we we mentioned Tyrod Taylor and how he doesn't turn over the ball. Um, the other side of that coin, though, is that he doesn't turn over the ball because he's afraid to throw. So this is something that you're going to hear in the AFC North uh, preview as well. But if you think about it, from let's just say you call a play, right? You got two seams and one post, and a tight end doing a checkdown, right? Tyrod Taylor is not that good of a quarterback, so he looks at his first read. It's not open. He's running. He doesn't look at the second read. He doesn't look at a check down. So that's mm. why they were avoiding those turnovers. Now, Buffalo, a lot of their games were ugly. They were ugly wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they went into Atlanta and won. That was an ugly game. They relied heavily on Tyrod's legs. I think the reason why, and this was something that was rumored, uh, of course not confirmed by anyone, 
that the general manager and the organization wanted Tyra Taylor out. So what they did was they traded Sammy Watkins, one of his friends that he was working out with all last offseason. Now, he's no longer on the team, so it's kind of a moot point. But that just kind of shows you what kind of organization's in place. Yeah. You got McDermott, who just signed a new deal. Plus, obviously, you just got the job. You got a new general manager that wanted Tyrod Taylor out. They wanted to get their own regime in. Now, AJ McCarron was a very hot commodity on the market, and he is—he was better than Andy Dalton last year. Mm-hmm. They actually benched Andy Dalton in back-to-back games, and AJ mm-hmm. McCarron was the only guy that scored points in those games. So, AJ McCarron, I think that we kind of glossed over. Nathan Peterman, we don't have to mention his name ever again. He's not <laughs> seeing the field. Yeah, there is no situation where Nathan Peterman will ever play in the NFL again. I can't wait for that to be clipped out when Nathan Peterman wins the Super Bowl. But everyone, honestly, I'm fine with that. Play that all day because right now, August 2nd, 2018, Nathan Peterman will never touch the field ever again. Right? So now let's go and talk about things that will actually happen. Adrian McCarron's pretty good. He played under Nick Saban. That's an NFL-style offense. You got Josh Allen, who's a big-body, big-handed quarterback. Now, I know that's the joke everyone could say. Oh, Mel Kuyper likes guys with big hands, blah, blah, blah. But if you really think about it, last year, I, b- I believe, um, of course, this was pre-podcast, texted Joe and Mikey before the, the 1 o'clock game started. I happened to be traveling for work in upstate New York, know that there's a blizzard. I look at the weather forecast in Buffalo. They have 15 inches of lake, lake effect snow. I text them, hurry up, grab the under. It was literally a blizzard game. So in blizzard games, these guys are playing rugby with a Josh Allen, guy with a big hand. He can still throw the ball. Those are playing football. Everyone else is playing rugby. I don't know. I kind of see that home field advantage being pretty good. That's a good take, okay. uh, especially late in the season. But, you know, before it becomes December, you still got to play a certain amount of games. Obviously, I, I think it's probably like week 12, 13-ish before you get to December. Of course. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team just off now, of home field advantage. The thing, my, my take is Josh Allen, if you check his draft grade, literally on uh, whatever it is, NFL.com, or, or I forget exactly what it is, but we can link it, uh, he got a 5.9, which equals out if this is what it says it he has a chance to become an nfl starter that that screams <laughs> like matt leinert like yeah. what so i don't know about this guy i don't know if this guy, guy, guy you know you know and, and the stat I, I mentioned earlier they were outscored by 57 points the entire season mm-hmm. total yeah so that's the differential we're talking about i promise you that evens out mikey uh, yeah, the big thing that, we're, that we haven't mentioned yet, the big thing loom, looming over the Bills, obviously, is uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, you know, allegations against him with uh, that lady. Was it his girlfriend? Was it just some random lady? I don't know. It was someone. Uh, so there is a, if, if he did, in fact, do these things, <laughs> he will be serving a life sentence, and he should. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. It was like pretty much the big four of things that get you kicked out of the NFL. He beat a woman. Uh, he beat a dog. He did PEDs. And uh, I think he beat a child. He's so a super fan. He, 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 he did the not so fantastic for it. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, I mean, if he did do these things, then he should be uh, in jail for life or worse. But uh, so that's even if he plays, and it's still going to be a huge distraction uh, over this this offense that doesn't have any weapons to begin with at receiver or tight end. He's going to see the fabled eleven in the box. <laughs> Trying to run against that is going to be tough. But this line is at six, and I would grab it now. Under because of McCoy, and we can parlay that into yeah, betting germs. We can parlay that into the schedule itself. So let's do the first four weeks. Guys, I have them starting 0 4, losing at home. I'm sorry, losing on the road against the Ravens, at home against the Chargers. Then they play the Vikes and also the Packers. I just don't think they match up well at all. The things that they do well, 
it's not much and it's not that well, and they get stopped here. There's just some professionalism in these first four teams. That's a pretty tough uh, first four with three of those offenses, with the Chargers, Vikes, and Packers offense. Definitely some high-powered offenses, um, especially in Lambeau and in Minnesota. That's pretty rough. But uh, yes. they do have a pretty good secondary. Um, with Micah Hyde is, is very good. Jadavius White. Um, I believe they signed uh, Vontae Davis as well, former cult great Vontae Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, have some, they definitely have some talent in the secondary. Uh, I just don't think it'll be enough. We could be seeing like a... Uh, same situation as we saw with the Broncos last year, where uh, it's just too many turnovers, um, where the defense just gets tired and they have nothing to play for, so they can't really step up when they need to. It's a factor. Yeah, I will say, um, kind of, you know, I also haven't gone on four. I actually haven't gone on five in the first five. But in those specific first four games, um, honestly, I don't think it's really their fault. It's just a tough schedule. Like like we had mentioned, they're going mm-hmm. on the road to the two teams that will, one of those teams will win the NFC North. And then the other games are also pretty tough. So it's just one of those things where they got a bad draw. Honestly, in their first eight, like we're going to get into the next four. But, yeah, just in general, I don't see them stealing a game at any of these places. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe week one against the Chargers. You never know. Week one. Yeah. Uh, um, Ravens. Ravens. Eight, maybe. Ravens. That's it. The yeah. Ra- yeah, Ravens. And the only thing is that the only – you're going to hear me echo this during we go for the Bill season because I actually – when it opened back in what what day did the the futures go live? Probably like it's middle probably, of June. Yeah, it was like a month month and a half. Ago. So I actually ran and grabbed the Bills over because last year they were a playoff team. I think the line was at six at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, you know, they could win seven games. They're not that bad. Adrian McCarron, of course, I'm a big Adrian McCarron guy. So I thought to go and grab that, and then actually after the draft and like Mikey had mentioned with the M- McCoy off the field issues, that kind of made me. This is the only time that I hedged. So I actually put the same amount of money on them under. So no matter what the Bills do, I, I'm going to get something. <laughs> nice. That's a winning ticket right there. Okay? Yeah, I'll have a winning ticket. So so the next four weeks, we got Titans at home. Sorry to the Titans believers. I have them beating. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. Look, mm. i got to give them a win somewhere. All you right? don't. Act like the because Titans no, are a juggernaut. Would you the relax? Titans are a juggernaut. Uh, we'll get into that. Anyway, later on, right losing later. against the road Texans, uh, winning against the Colts on the road. Then I have them losing against the uh, Pats at home. Now, real quick before I toss it over, I have them going two and six here. With this organization's history of tanking, I think it's kind of a wrap. I mean, mm. they they got front loaded here with a hard schedule. I think it's going to be very hard. Josh Allen, as we know, could see time there. He didn't even dominate in the Mountain West. I could have dominated in the Mountain West, <laughs> right handed. And you're terrible. And I'm terrible. And fat. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. I'm ripped. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I also have them going. Uh, I have them losing um, all of those games. I have them starting off the season 0 and 8. Uh, oh, wow. I, that, that's been my. Uh, this, wow. The take okay. that Somebody I have. take action on the, that. The take yeah. that I have on the Bills is so hot. It is molten lava. Yeah, it is, really. in fact, a lava take. Oh. Uh, the Bills will have the worst record in football this year. All right, pick it first. Heard it here first on the winning so, ticket. Nice. Wow. So, so when that wanna... happens, or when they make the playoffs again this year, <laughs> somebody if, clip if that. If they make the playoffs, it's going to be the same type of it deal will. as last yeah. year. It'll yeah. be ugly. Yeah. It'll be yeah. ugly wins. I think all the fact that it's going to waste time. Going back to Josh Allen, just real quick, um, I think that the recency bias of rookie quarterbacks, look at all the past rookie quarterbacks have just dominated with Wentz and Watson, Goff. Yeah. All these guys are like, oh, he's a rookie quarterback. He'll just settle in nicely. But like you look at the the class of quarterbacks before then, 
you know, your your Clausens and your Leinerts and your Vince Young. Yeah, I just Ponder mentioned Matt Leinert. And your Who Christian Ponder. Matt Leinert would have been brought up twice already. Mm-hmm. I, wow. I had the over on Matt Leinert mentions. <laughs> what did I have to go cash that ticket? <laughs> Matt, if you're listening, you can come on the podcast and debate us. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll just pick up right here. I actually have them going two and two in the split, and I think I, that is because I got kind of lost on what week was what. Um, I have them. I have them beating the um, Texans on the road, which I actually don't think will happen. They only rise up to one and three. Um, I have them winning against the Colts. Only you know, similarly, we got on Joe for it, but I have to have give them a win there. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to go zero and eight. I just think that's kind of a, a tall task for a playoff team it's to Brown's just go entry. from from nine and seven to zero and eight. I think that's a yeah. little bit too. I, I mean, for me. if they switch the schedule, so take the the last eight games and mm-hmm. make those the right. first eight games, I think that they would get a few wins. Can't there. help the schedule. I, mean, I like that. Just, even even though I'm a it's, big, it's kind of like they're deflated mm, in the yeah. first five games of the no, year. No, it's true. I Six honestly, games of the year, yeah. I will say one thing though. Um, I know that we're talking about Allen in this stretch of games. I honestly could see them redshirting him and just giving Adrian McCarron a full year. Yeah, because let's let's face it, you don't go out and sign a free agent quarterback and sit him after three games. That's true. Um, if you're John Fox, stop listening right now because you literally <laughs> did that to Mike Lennon last year. But I mean, honestly, if things go south, you could probably call Mike Lennon. He's around. <laughs> yeah, but what's, what's he up to? <laughs> <laughs> But he's very wealthy. Uh, I will say that. No, but it's one of those things where, like, if you're a good general manager and you have a a, a long term plan, you don't want to pay out quarter uh, a quarterback money and then draft the quarterback. Ultimately, yeah. bench him. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Obviously, Josh Allen will take over. If not, That's like I said, point, yeah. a great scenario would be like towards the end of the year, last three games, kind of similar to like a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where last year they they won out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you put in Josh Allen for a lightning in a bottle. Maybe right, right. you're 3-10 and 10 and then you win three in a row. That's actually a, a real blueprint for having a successful next season, that you kind of play your last games tough when those other teams don't need wins. Right. So I haven't started 1-7. Mm-hmm. All right, moving down the line. Joe, let's keep going. 9-12 here. I got a win at home against the Bears. Agreed. It's kind of a slop fest. Yeah. Loss against the Jets on the road, then a bye. And then, look, I have the Jags being upset again, and I don't... Look, I actually think the Jags are going to make the playoffs. Oh, so give me, well, give me a second here. Well, who are they beating? <laughs> Same idea as the Dolphins. The Bills can run the ball okay, and the Jags... Struggled a little mm. bit to stop that. Now, the only problem is no one ran against the Jags last year because they were always losing mm-hmm. in the first quarter and the first half. That's a literal stat. Look that up. That's yeah, yeah. part of the, the success from the Jags last season was. so. And I also think that they have that game circled because the playoff game, mm-hmm. especially after a bye. Mikey. And also, if, if McCoy sits out this whole year, if he gets suspended or That's why you should grab the six now because that line should plummet. Yeah, just, yeah, get, just, just case. throw all these takes out the window because they're going 0-16 with McCoy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they can't win a game. They have no talent aside from him. Yeah, and just another point onto uh, Lashawn McCoy. He, a lot of people don't realize how many catches he has. I remember a uh, resident friend of show John is in the room right now. Um, <laughs> I believe I was helping him with a fantasy draft, and um, it might have been what second round or a high second round where I had mentioned that Lashawn McCoy had about sixty-five catches a year prior, and he was like, "Oh no way!" And then we looked it up, and it ended up being that. So he actually provides a lot in the passing game along with the running game. Another um, key component of the Bills is they actually lost a lot of their defense, their, excuse me, their offensive line. Mm-hmm. And you know what's actually funny? As a former offensive lineman, I actually pay attention to line play. And w- the only person that I could pick out of their offensive line was Vladimir Dukas, who was a fifth-round draft pick who got cut by the Giants, Vikings, and Jets. He is not even good enough to be on the Jets. <laughs> so <laughs> he's their only offensive lineman. I could totally see McCarron and Josh Allen just... Crumbling, honestly, 
going way back to earlier in the episode, Nathan Peter might have to see the field because they don't want to get Adrian McCarron or Josh Allen hurt. That's how bad their offensive line is. Just but send in this, Peterman out there, let him get hurt. <laughs> he's the the body shots guy. But in those four, I actually have them uh, beating the Jets because I have them splitting with the Jets. Gotcha. But I have the Bears winning in Buffalo because I'm a little bit higher on the on the Bears this year. I got um, them splitting with the Jets, so they got to give one. And then I got the Jaguars handling business and actually have the Dolphins winning. Very cool. Well, you actually, in a, in a cool segue, because I didn't talk about the Dolphins just yet, we'll go Dolphins week 13. I have oh, them losing. No, it's all right. I have them losing uh, against the Dolphins on the road. I have them beating the Jets at home. Beating the Lions at home. I know the Lions are great at home. I literally have no reason to pick that game. I just figured with the Dome. Oh, um, that's, in, uh, that's in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, all right. The game is in Buffalo. Oh, boy. Scratch that. Have you done any research? Well, I put win at home against the Lions, and then I put dome team after that. So I got all mixed up. (laughs) But now I do have a reason. Well, because (laughs) it's a dome team outside in Buffalo in week 15. And the Lions play horribly on the road, so. Exactly. And then I have them losing against the Pats, um, winning at home against the Dolphins to Mm. close it out for a similar reason as the Lions. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, I have six under at minus 125. Um, to be honest, I think that this is one of the best plays all year. Agreed. Yeah, and that is something that I even I even hedged because um, I originally picked them over. I think it was five and a half when I took it over, and then recently with the McCoy situation, I ran and hedged with the same exact <laughs> amount so that I could not lose money there. But um, similar to what Joe said, I actually have them losing out beyond um, the Dolphins game. What is that week thirteen? So, so, I, yeah. so I have them splitting with the Jets, so that's a loss. I have them losing at home to the Lions. Honestly, I know that we're very anti-Lions right now, but lest we forget, they won nine games, like, what, three years in a row? So the yeah. Lions are actually a little bit better than we're giving them credit. I know they don't travel well, but mm-hmm. they're still good enough to be a lowly Bills, especially if, what, Mikey, what you were saying, that they have no talent on either side of the ball. Yeah. And then the Patriots. They have some defensive talent. But the Patriots just handle business. And then I like the Bills at home that week 17. I'm just praying for some lake effect snow, and then Josh Allen's big hands will swat their way to the to the finish line. And how can you not make money with such a brilliant idea? <laughs> love it, love it. Mike, finish this yeah, up, buddy. Are, that's definitely, uh, I agree, that's my best, uh, best bet of the preseason, uh, the preseason previews that we've... All right, so we got the in-depth teams out of the way. Let's, uh, let's start with the, um, once again, with the Jets. Win total is 6.5. The over is plus 110. The under is minus 140. Plus one thousand to win the division. Last year's record was five and eleven. Let's start with Mikey this time because we've been calling with Joe. <coughs> the other yeah, you're, you're getting axed, bro. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, I think that uh, obviously uh, Sam Darnold is the future of this team. Uh, McCown overachieved last. They they pretty much overachieved last year. But I thought that they were going to go, you know, like two and fourteen. Yeah, they wound up winning uh, five. Um, it was five, right? Five and eleven mm-hmm. last year. Sorry. <laughs> um, so you know, it's just it's just a matter of time until Donald starts uh, comes in. Um, they also have Teddy Bridgewater, who they got from the Vikes, but uh, he, he most likely will get traded before uh, the season starts or cut. He's not making that much money, so it won't be that that big a deal. But you know, the, picking Donald at three is really uh, the future of this team. Um, one more thing uh, before I hand it off to uh, to Dino. Um, they also got Isaiah Crowell from the Browns. Oh, <laughs> Your best <And> friend. <laughs> let me tell you, Isaiah, if you're listening, I hate you. Wow. <laughs> you're the worst running back who's ever lived, 
And uh, this is subtraction by addition, because you're going to make the Jets worse. The all-winning ticket podcast team starts with Matt Winder at quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) He is a human garbage can, and his last name should become garbage. He should change it. Isaiah Garbage. Um, Fun fun anecdote about Isaiah Crowell. I was looking, uh, I was in a 12-team ESPN league, and I was looking for someone to just plug in at running back two. And literally, whoever was writing that ESPN article was probably Mikey because the <laughs> title was Say No to Crow and it was literally like I know you're thinking about picking up Isaiah Crow but don't do it he sucks and he actually had like maybe 80 yards and a touchdown so Oof. whatever I know but, no he didn't <laughs> yeah but getting into uh, the Jets season it's actually interesting because last year I was a big uh, hater of them I thought they were going to go maybe 1-15 and thought it was going to be a classic tank year uh, living in the New York New Jersey area I know how visceral the New York sports media can be which actually I think will help and hurt the Jets this year. The one way that it will help them is that Teddy Bridgewater, now being a Vikings fan, I've seen every single time Teddy Bridgewater has thrown a football in in his life beyond Louisville. Um, the one quarterback mechanic note that we have is that he drops his elbow on deep passes. And what, what will happen is when you don't have the trajectory from elbow at the ear hole, the ball will sail. So, for instance, last year the only pass that he threw in a Viking uniform, he threw a 15 yards over the guy's head and it was a pick. I remember that actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. So obviously, so it I don't seems, think he's a threat. I mean, he's. I, I will say they said that he looked good in camps, but that wasn't even training camp. That was OTAs, and no. I one, look good with no. Pants. I was gonna say I look. <laughs> I, I could throw a ball, dude. I, I, I'm, I have pretty strong shoulders. Um, no thanks to Planet Fitness, but I will say <laughs> that Teddy Bridgewater is pretty good. But it's all mechanic wise. You know, anyone anyone could be big and strong. Anyone could throw hard. Teddy Bridgewater size is another thing. So to Mikey's point. I think if the worst thing for the Jets is if Bridgewater plays well, because the New York sports media, mm-hmm. the Francesas and the um, Boomer and whoever the hell is sitting next to him, of the world, he's actually in jail. Yeah, he is, is he? serving. Yeah, yeah, he did some no, Ponzi scheme. Him and McCoy, <laughs> yeah, him and McCoy are cellmates. But no, I think the New York sports media will actually hurt the Jets a lot this year because if Bridgewater plays well and throws one pick, they're going to be like Sam Darnold. Why we draft him? Yeah, hi Mike. First time, long time. Uh, I need Sam Darnold in. So that's kind of the Giants. Yeah, hi, Mike. <laughs> the, the Giants actually helped themselves by not drafting Darnold, but I definitely think that will be their biggest friend and weakness. And also, really quick, just because I don't think I'll get it in anywhere else, <laughs> Todd Bowles is extended through 2020 as, lo- as well as Michael Cannon, and Todd Bowles was in an episode of Luke Cage. Who is Harlem's hero? So Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles is here to stay. Wow! All right, all right. So something that I noticed is the line move. Like maybe a week or two ago, the under was minus one ten. Now it's minus one forty. Um, I didn't grab it at minus one ten, but I did want it at minus one ten. It's just a great line. Um, I think this is a classic overreaction line from Vegas. They kind of have no choice because of the season that they had last year. You look at last year, similar situation as the Bills. Similar situation as a couple of these teams that just overperform. There's nothing really good. They have no pro bowlers, no stars. This is a rebuilding year. Um, I'm not saying the whole organization is bad, like I will with some other teams, but uh, this is not their year. Last year, a lot of people said this as well, but um, you know, this is a definite overreaction line. Even at minus 140, this has some serious value for six and a half until it gets to six. Mikey? Also, touching on the uh, well, going back first off, going back to uh, we mentioned jail earlier. Um, is Robbie Anderson going to jail? Because he Ooh. he did something. He like uh, pulled yeah. over and then evaded the police and then said some very explicit things that's, to an officer. I actually, hate you guys. That is something <laughs> that, that uh, more explicit than that. <laughs> the uh, winning ticket podcast stat finders will find that. Mm. But I will say uh, one one thing about Robbie Anderson last year is that rounds seven through ten. I know that we're going to do a, a full in depth 
fantasy podcast at some point. But last last year's uh, fantasy draft, round seven through ten in my league with my dad. Round seven was Eddie Lacy. Round eight was Allen Robinson, who of course got hurt the first first game of the year. Terrell Pryor was round nine. Martavis Bryant round ten. Some stats. Um, someone else who was horrible uh, and droppable round eleven. So basically, Robbie Anderson saved my season. So I don't care what he did. I hope he's okay. Oh, that's right. I have the article right here. He was stopped. Uh in an SUV after it ran two red lights and was swerving while traveling about 105 wow. in a 45 mile an hour zone. Dude, that's like a school zone. I'm, I'm not too, done. I'm too I'm nervous not for done. that. After he was stopped, police say he has made he made threats about the officer's family and then boasted about how much money he has. <laughs> he's like, I'm so rich, your mom is horrible. So he's a that's real family. Robbie, we know your contract. You're not that rich, dude. <laughs> so he faces nine charges after the arrest. This article is from January. So mm. I don't know... Uh, if he actually is going to be arrested. <laughs> All right, so Joe, let, let's get let's get through the schedule for the Jets. Um, we'll start with you. Right, so we all have them at four and twelve, so we don't need to go really game by game. Mm-hmm. As with the Dolphins, it was a pretty big disagreement. Which uh, you know, so we'll go through one through seventeen here. Uh, loss on the road against the Lions. Then I haven't beaten the Dolphins at home. They just get their home wins. Losing against the Browns on the road mm-hmm. and losing against the Jags. Yes, I think the Jags <laughs> will pick up a win wow. somehow. Um, lost at home against the Broncos. I think they beat Colts at home, lose to the Vikes at home. Then they beat the Bears on the road and lose to the um, – yeah, yeah, Bears on the road and lose to the Dolphins on the road. Then I have them beating the Bills at home before they're by. And then in Week 12 we pick them up. They still lose against the Pats at home. Then I have them losing out, guys. I don't know yeah. if you do. Uh, Titans on the road. Six, yeah. Bills on the road. Texans at home. Packers at home. And Pats on the road. The two teams that I'm sorry, the three teams after their bye that they play at home are Pats, Texans, Packers. Probably all three teams going to be playing, trying to vie for a playoff. Game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just one thing I want to touch on before we move on to the uh, Patriots. Uh, their defense is pretty young. They have some young talent. Leonard Williams on the line is a stud, um, and Jamal Adams, their safety that they drafted last year, is, is should improve. Uh, he had a pretty good rookie season, um, so they have some young talent. I just don't think they have enough to get past uh, any of the playoff teams in the AFC. Future's bright. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Future's bright. And it, I mean, as long as they don't screw it up. All right, so last team for the AFC is, of course, the New England Patriots. Now, again, lines are going to differ based on who you use, but the win total is 11.5. The over is minus 115. The under is minus 115. To win the division, it's minus one. Uh, excuse me, minus eight fifty. Last year, they were thirteen and three. Let's start off with Dean on this one. Yeah, so um, I, know, I know what you're thinking. You're sitting at your house and you're like, "Oh, this is the last time that Brady's going to be good." Was mm-hmm. last year, this and that. Um, totally understand that. I I know that that's a popular thing going around. Tom Brady, you know, will Father Time finally catch up? This man has never had a strawberry. Uh, not to say that, you know, me being a hefty guy, I think strawberries are healthy. So it's a little bit of a mystery to me. Is that, really? Tom, Is that true? Tom Brady's never had a strawberry. He's never had a cup of coffee. I know um, John read the book, so the TV 12 method. Alex Guerrero is not allowed in the clubhouse. That might make Tom Brady a little bit upset. But all of that's just noise because what we're trying to do is we're trying to confuse people and we're trying to do smoke and mirrors away from the fact that they have not lost uh, – Excuse me. Let me let me say that in a better way. They the least amount of games that they've won since 2010 is 12. They are a lock to win 12 games every single year. That a man named Tom Brady is wearing number 12 and under center, and Bill Belichick somehow is still alive and on the sideline of the Patriots. 
And some of my reasoning behind that is, if you look at the talent that they added in the offseason, a lot of people don't talk about the Patriots because it's boring. They always win. They're always winning the division, aside from the 2008 Chad Pennington year. But let's look at some of the talent that they've added. Rex Burkhead's coming back. You got Sony Michelle, who's actually a stud from Georgia. You got adding Jeremy Hill, affectionately called in this inner circle as Jeremy Garbage. <laughs> also today, if you're listening, you know, recently they signed Eric Decker on August second. They got Kenny Britt. Mm. You got Cordero Patterson. If they could learn how to get him to focus on football and not, you know, struggle with illiteracy, he's a pretty explosive <laughs> player. And then the defense, you're getting you're getting everyone back. The only downside that I really see to the Patriots is that they got a new defense coordinator, and that is a really ragtag group of personnel. You got Gronk's injuries. Gronk is one big hit away from being the best tight end ever to a guy who what could have been without injuries. You got the aging Brady, like I mentioned. Secondary is a little, you know, weak, and then you got the tough opening schedule. But other than that, I mean, they they get the they get the virtue of playing the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills twice. That's six wins right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually have them sweeping the division opponents. Mm-hmm. So five and one at the least. So I think you mentioned some good points. I think Michelle is the only threat. That, the Decker is a decent play. They literally just I didn't have that written down because it literally just happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Sony Michelle, that's that's the only threat out of the guys that they added that I really think can do some damage. Let's talk about the guys that they lost for a second. Amendola, Bennett, tight end, uh Malcolm Butler, cornerback, Cooks. They lost two offensive linemen, including probably the best free agent offensive lineman to the New York football giants. Um, They lost Lewis as well at running back. And Pro Football Focus has him as the fifth best running back in the league. Well, well that's, that's ridiculous. That's just but not true. James they, White, they, they James White have, is better than Dion Lewis. I, I they know, still have James White. I know, but they do have stats that, that back it up. I, I don't know if I agree with it. And stats obviously don't tell the whole story. But um, And then going back uh, to the Gronk injuries... You know, he had a back, an ankle, four arm surgeries, a back, knee, back. Wow. There's a website, I forget, it's a, it's a predictive injury. I, I have it up right now. Mikey, go for it and uh, loop me back in, bro, because I ain't the, done. Uh, according to this website, they, they uh, you know take into account the different um, injuries and things, injury history. It says that he has a 61% chance of yeah. getting injured. My sources actually say 62% ah, chance. Ah, well, there you go. And your last, sources are wrong. Last point, last point, um, run game is helped. Agree with you uh, with what you said, Dean, about the defensive coordinator. Big question mark. And then, um, oh, boy, I had a lot of notes here. I'm, I'm fishing through here, fellas. Oh, oh um, Edelman, sorry. Edelman, four-game suspension. He w- also had the TB12 training method yeah he does what does go that through, say about brady's legacy dude? he does go through alex guerrero um I, I will say one thing to to you mentioned brady's legacy he will need to go to another team i mean even if you even if you look at montana Favre, every every great quarterback you need to prove that you could do it twice uh if tom brady retires as a patriot he will be known as the all-time system quarterback it's funny that you mentioned edelman they're actually trying to I think he's appealing, and what I'm hearing is that he'll actually win, and he won't get suspended at all. So I think this is a good time to actually go through the season and actually Definitely. see the schedule, unless you have something to add on that. No, I was just going to say that little sound you heard, Dean's Take is brought to you by Bud Light. <laughs> uh, sponsorship coming soon. Drink responsibly. Uh, just one more thing. Uh, let me tell you something. Or not. Uh, let me tell you something here, Skip. Uh, oh, yeah. 
So, yeah, as you mentioned before, they lost uh, Nate Solder, which I think is huge. I believe they're starting an undrafted left tackle. That's yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody can get... Battle I mean, line. I'm sure they could just mm-hmm. sign a janitor, and for some reason he'll just be an all-pro because he's on the <laughs> Patriots. Um, but this is... If there is ever a year where the Patriots will win less than 11, um, this is the year. They have the least amount of talent on offense that they've had in years. So I agree. Week I agree. one, they're starting... Their number one receiver is going to be Chris Hogan, who I think played lacrosse. In uh, in college, which makes him a loser. No, I'm sorry, that's not true. Which makes him boys a, a pro bowler for the Patriots. Yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Just pick a different occupation other than football, and you'll be a pro bowler for the. He Patriots. breathes. Therefore, he's a <laughs> pro bowler. Janitor, for the uh, dentist. Any more scalding takes? Any anything else? Uh, I just want I just want to counter that really quick. Um, okay, fine. At the, at the wide receiver position, it's not really there for week one, but we've seen we've lived through a a reality where. Jacoby Brissett led the Patriots and Jimmy Garoppolo to what? What was that? Three and one. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is a Superman, but at the same time, Jacoby <laughs> Brissett is an average quarterback, and he led the Patriots to two wins. Um, getting to Mikey's point with with Chris Hogan or Brad Hogan or Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. whatever his name is, <laughs> he's actually not horrible. Obviously, I don't want him going against the number one corner, but let's look at some of the talent that they have. They have Kenny Britt, they have Cordell Patterson, oh, they have Kenny, Eric Decker. Kenny Britt. Talent don't go in the same. Uh, come on, this is. I mean, Kenny, Kenny Britt's not bad if he if he stays healthy. Uh, I, I, and this doesn't like get arrested. He definitely got arrested before. No, uh, I, I agree like with you that he's, well. he's not he's not nothing to write home about. But when you say that they have no talent at the skill, position. I just say they had the least amount of talent that they've had in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think yeah, you said if they go ten and six, this would be the this year. would definitely right. be yeah. the year. I mean, because of I mean, if you think about it like this, they won eleven and five with Matt Castle, and I think that that's a le- less talented team with. Not TB12 under well, yeah, him. I mean, Matt Castle's a Hall of Famer, so obviously. <laughs> Matthew He's in Matt Castle. Weiner, Hall of <laughs> All right, so I want to definitely go through the schedule because they have a, a couple of stretches where I want to touch on. I don't want to mm-hmm. go in too much, um, but we yeah, will proceed. It's the Patriots, so it's pretty easy. So I have them losing against the Texans at home. I think the Texans' defense is shirt up. Uh, no one's going to be hurt yet for the Texans. <laughs> and the Patriots Not yet. struggle mightily against mobile quarterbacks. J.J. Watts' uh, HGH will hold his quadriceps together <laughs> yeah. for that game only. So I, without Nate Solder, I don't see how it, Brady is susceptible to pressure. You just see a lot of matchups. This is why we do the schedule. You know, I don't know if the Pats are better than Texans, vice versa, but that's a big game. It's a really tough home opener. And they face the uh, Jags on the road and the Lions on the road. That's I don't know. I think that those three games are pretty tough, especially because in week three, that's the Patricia game. You know, you look at, Mm -hmm. I think the Pats are too good to start 0-2, so I think they beat the Jags. So that's why I have them uh, 2-1, and and then they get the Dolphins and the Colts and the Chiefs at home. Um, And I have them winning those next three. So I have them going 5-1 and through their first six games. Um, Yeah, agreed. Chiefs games should be interesting I actually have them 4-2. I have them losing uh, to the Chiefs. Andy Reid owns Belichick. He does. In the regular that's season. why that's mm-hmm. in the regular season. Yeah. Once it's the playoffs, then he just falls apart and and, and all that. For six weeks. We yeah, absolutely. And first six weeks, I have him at five and one. Honestly, I, I totally get the Texans' argument, but I just think uh, Sean Watson. He's a little green coming back from the injury as well. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see Belichick coming out flat for Week One. Even though last year they got absolutely smacked in the mouth by Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Maybe that's something that's in the back of their mind. Uh, the Jags are one of those teams where I think that every single team is going to be circling them on the calendar, whereas last year, maybe they were overlooked a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're going into Jag- Jacksonville, you're like, oh, Blake Bortles can't play quarterback, let me just load the box. Leonard Fournette's smashing you in the mouth, and then Bortles is making the right plays. So I definitely think the Jaguars are going to take a huge step back, which we'll cover in a different 
episode. But I have them winning that. I have them winning against the Lions, although I do like your take about Matt Patricia. Yeah. Um, Something to watch. Know, Something he's to watch. been around the facilities, maybe. I don't think that Detroit necessarily has the personnel. Although, you know, off the off the cuff without really thinking about it, Darius Slay is probably a top five corner in the league. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say pretty that. good. I mean Stafford could light it up. But mm-hmm. I will I will say one thing, the best thing that Brady's good at is getting away from like risky coverages. They can just run drags all especially if Edelman doesn't get suspended, they can just run drags all over and that takes Darius Slay right out of the game. Um, I'd like them beating Indianapolis. Like I said before, I don't know what we're going to get out of Indy. I don't know what kind of Andrew Luck we're going to get. I also have them losing to the Chiefs because um, Andy Reid right. just knows how to play in the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, postseason, he forgets how to he forgets what planet he's on, but regular season, he's got that blueprint. Definitely. So week seven, I have them losing to the Bears on the road. That's not that bad of a <laughs> My take. My man just spit out his beer from laughing at that take. Okay. Look, it is a very bad Coach take. Coach Swaggy. As as us Bears fans call him, he called, what he called about seven games last year for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They obviously have something on the Pats. So That's just, not that ridiculous to say. Just to be clear, you're not actually a Bears fan. No, no, you just no, no. I don't have a fan of a favorite team. I'm a fan of the money team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly wish that I didn't. I wasn't a fan of a team, but like my bias gets in the way. Uh, just for our listeners, I have never owned a Packer in fantasy. And actually, last year I was boarding a flight. It was uh, to Rochester, New York. I know what you're thinking, wow, Dean is soft. He didn't drive to Rochester. Well, a 40-minute flight is, is quicker than a five-hour drive. <laughs> anyway, I got delayed, so it never takes 40 minutes. But I was watching Atlanta versus Green Bay, and I, ha- I was winning my DraftKings. And then I noticed that the guy in second had literally everyone on the Packers. And I was like, well, I lost. I, turned, I, I think I turned my phone off. I left it in EWR. I was like, no, I lost. I'm not even checking this ever again. All right, so we got them beating the Bills on the road, beating the Packers at home. Packers are soft. It's going to get a little cold there. Loss on the road to the Titans because a mobile quarterback gives them fits, like I said. Um, and also the Titans are the best team in the league, mm-hmm. as we'll get into. Vrabel, revenge game. <laughs> two guys ran <laughs> Love for the Vrabel revenge two, game. Two. Malcolm Butler revenge game. Malcolm well. Butler wasn't allowed to play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> for whatever no. reason. They Me and Mikey, uh, don't even listen to the AFC, uh, actually, definitely listen to the AFC <laughs> South, South podcast. Me and Mikey have the Titans going 16 and now. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to be alone on the island here. Matt, I'm going to need some backup, though. So I got two guys last year ran for 40-plus that were quarterbacks. And Tyrod did well the first time. I don't think he ran for 40-plus. But anyway, he got a beak. A, a beak? A beak, dude. <laughs> a beak, Bye, we <laughs> idiot. You stupid idiot. Do you need help with your words, dude? Yes. I do. Tell me when their beak is, dude. Their beak is week 11. <laughs> they got them beating the Jets on the road, losing at home to the Vikes. Mm-hmm. And they have three tough uh, they got a divisional and then a Steelers matchup in here. So I got them beating Dolphins on the road, losing to the Steelers because Tomlin's team shows up, and it's also going to be on the road. I think it's quicker to just say who they will lose to. Mm-hmm. I also have them losing in Tennessee. I just think that Vrabel, uh, Mariota, they got a new play caller, Malcolm Butler, like we were mentioning, you know, kind of tongue, tongue-in-cheek. But I just think it might be a little bit different. I, I want to see what Derrick Henry could do. I think that oh, the yes. Patriots defense is very susceptible to – they get smashed in the mouth with, like, about – 35 carries by a hard running back. They also got Deion Lewis, so they yeah. can stretch. Mm-hmm. They can stretch them pretty Revenge wide. Game for him too, dude. <laughs> very, very this much. Is a re- all the makings of the Titans winning. The Honestly, the, the Titans are very much a, a de facto Patriots team. I think that uh, the way to beat the Patriots is to do uh, again another way to combat a great quarterback is to um, hold the ball away from him. That was the old Peyton Manning mm-hmm. method. You just don't let him on the field. So to control the clock like that, I think the Titans could win that game. 
I got them beating the Jets, obviously. Um, I have them losing to the Vikings, but that's only because I might go to that game. Uh, <laughs> so I went to school in New England, and I have a friend that has season tickets like kind of near the end zone. So this year I might be able to go to three Vikings game. If I go, then I'm going to be rooting for them heavily. But honestly, the Vikings don't travel well when it comes historically since I've been a fan since 1999. They never win wearing white. So I wouldn't be surprised if they actually lost, if the Patriots won that game. And then I actually have them winning out um, their last four. Got it. Mikey, any other takes, dude? Uh, well, this line's 11.5. I have him winning 11, maybe 12. Um, so I would stay away from this one just you know, just because I think it's too too good of a line to uh, to predict. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go directly against that. I mean, when looking at their weekly schedule, I have them 14-2, and two, maybe 13-3. and three. Uh, Also, the fact that they have not gone below 11 since 2010 – I think it's pretty much a safe bet to go. Sorry to go right right against Mikey's take right <laughs> in his fine, face. That's fine, man. That's why but we do it. I think it's honestly a pretty much a safe bet. Now, I wouldn't say to mortgage your house and bet that, but I will say it's pretty much a safe bet. You still got Brady. You still got Belichick. Yes, they're a little bit different, but at the same time, you added talent. You got Sony Michelle. We have no idea what Michelle or Burkhead can do. The, who knows? Sony Michelle might play slot receiver. Burkhead might play slot receiver. They are tied for twenty second on hardest schedule, so I kind of said that in a roundabout way. Yeah, Bottom line, they have an easy... Yeah. I, I easy do schedule. that often. They have a, yeah. a decently easy schedule. Say it in a double yeah. negative. Because they, <laughs> they don't not really have... Get, really confuses. They won't <laughs> not not win. So, <laughs> so, I mean, same. That wraps it up for me, too. Um, I actually think I took action, but I just got really excited. This was the first team that I researched. <laughs> I didn't really want under action, um, just because it's it's a, it's 11 or 12 floats. They got a, a, a tiny range. Um, I have them eleven and five. I have them as the under. Also, uh, they're I believe what like eight minus eight seventy five to win the division. Yeah, I mean that's as much as a lock as you're going to oh, get. Yeah. But I don't oh, really yeah. think there's any value in betting that just because. Yeah, you know, it's you'd have to put ten grand on it yeah, to get anything. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah, Clo- I'm sorry. Closing statements on the AFC East. Anything? Anything yeah. of note that you want to come with? Mike, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a lock. Patriots win the division. It's right. not even up for debate. Yeah, and same thing. I think that the, the most interesting thing, and, and this might be biased to where we live, um, I can't wait to hear the sports talk media about the Jets. I I fear that if Teddy Bridgewater has one bad game, and fun fact, in Josh McCown's contract, they actually guaranteed him the starting week one. So let's hmm. see how that plays out. I don't. I, they might. They might cross that out and write it in. But Josh McCown apparently is a great football mind, and he will coach at some point. But um, I definitely think the Jets are going to be an interesting team because just mainly last year, I think, of course, my famous quote is I had them under one, and they actually won five. So I think this year they might be able to steal some games. And also the Dolphins, we kind of highly differ on. So, I mean, we have three and 13 and eight and eight floating around. So that's a, that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. And let's not forget, we're writing down all the action that we take, guys, so that you can definitely <laughs> hear everything on social media. Yeah, I, have- I have plus 435 that they get to eight, eight and eight. So, so, we'll Joe, so Joe has unit. one dollar on plus. We <laughs> use units. We have one, uh, excuse me. We have one unit at plus four thirty-five on Dolphins over seven and a half. That's going to be very exciting to track some of the the cool odds that we can make up because yeah. we're going to be keeping track of everything, Matt. Yeah, so that wraps up the AFC East, uh, guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Winning Ticks Pod. Give us your feedback, your thoughts, uh, what we can do to uh, make this podcast a little bit more enjoyable for you. Um, But yeah, that's it. Um, Make sure you're uh, you're following us and you look forward to uh, putting out more content for you soon. And remember, it's only a gambling problem if you lose. Good job, boys. Love it.